Is it normal for men to pee sitting down? And it's time to decide if we're willing to eat human meat or not. And an inflatable sex doll brought to a school. An investigation is launched. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only Weird News daily podcast hosted by a comedian that records inside a closet. Happy to do so. Happy to bring you the weird news from around the world. I'm happy you're here. Is it normal for men to pee sitting down? Ooh, a scientific study. Let's dive deep into science and specifically the science of urinating. We're all curious. The idea of sitting down to pee is interesting, says Dr. Jesse Mills. Nothing beats whipping it out and letting it rip. But if you want to sit down and think about life, it's a break in your day. Um, This is like the funniest, chillest scientist I've ever heard. (laughs) Quoted as saying, nothing beats whipping it out and letting it rip. This just doesn't sound like your typical scientist. Oh, Jesse, what do you think? You gathered some evidence. I'm guessing more and more men are sitting down as they pee. At least I've been doing that lately. I thought it was like when you hit your 30s, you start doing that shit. In the beginning, I just did it late at night when I was drunk because I just couldn't stand, you know, you're wobbling and I didn't want to pee all over the place. I noticed that after a a blackout night of drinking that the next day there'd be pee in places that I just didn't, it wasn't appropriate. And then it just became, I would, you know, in the middle of the night, if I get up to pee, I'm extremely tired. I'm half asleep. So why not sit down? I'm groggy. I'm going to miss the bowl anyways. But now, you know, it's like, I want to sit down because I'm just constantly exhausted and I just want to scroll on my smartphone a little bit. So sitting down to pee has now become like a daytime activity for me as well. But hopefully this article will give me some assurance that uh, I'm not alone. It says, while the evidence suggests that it most certainly is normal to sit down and pee, is it healthy? Ooh, they want to see if it's healthy. How could it not be healthy? Yes, it's okay. And much more so than Standing and peeing, apparently, it's more healthy, according to the research from Leiden University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Sitting down to pee allows for a more favorable urodynamic profile, which helps ward off prostate problems. Oh, that's great. That gives me some comfort that I'm helping ward off prostate problems that I probably have waiting for me down the road. The study goes on to suggest that when we stand, we activate muscles around our lower abdomen, pelvis, and spine that actually prevent proper urination. Here's another quote from this doctor. Sitting down is a better option for men with prostate conditions or men who just can't stand up for a long time. (laughs) Men who can't stand up for a long time. I just can't stand up longer than five minutes. I don't know what it is. I just... I don't know, I hit 104, and now I just cannot stand for longer than three minutes. Peeing standing up is... I guess it's in the rearview mirror for me. Uh, I'm sitting while I'm peeing. I guess in the next year or so, I'll probably lay down as I pee, because I just won't be able to get up anymore. (laughs) Dr. Mills says a lot of guys sit to pee if they can't fully evacuate their bladder. When you sit down, you can use your abdominal muscles more, and you get your last few squirts out and feel like you've emptied much better. The research also suggests that further problems with standing also arise as men engage extra pee-stifling muscles while using public toilets. The reason? The muscles engaged to hold in loud and embarrassing farts are also muscles involved in preventing further urination. 
Following the results of the study, governments have taken action to instigate cultural change surrounding our urination habits. Countries such as Sweden and Japan are actively encouraging men to sit while peeing. So there you have it. If you're sitting reading this article, sitting reading, <laughs> it should say, if you're sitting and listening to Weird AF News, rest easy. You're on to a winner and your prostate will thank you. Well, I guess I should ask you guys out there, are you sitting while you pee? As I mentioned earlier, I thought it was an age thing, but you know, maybe you should consider sitting and peeing from an earlier age in life. It seems to be healthy. Call the show. Let me know your urination habits. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not into your urination habits. I don't want to hear about it. I'm not giving you my number. Are you willing to eat human meat or not? Well, it's time to decide. Are you? If you are a meat eater, you've spent your life feasting on the bodies of other animals. Well, science has advanced to the point that right now, humans can actually grow meat in a lab using cells from still living animals. It's not being done on any large scale, but a team of researchers is now questioning whether or not it should be. And they've, they've set up a shop at the Beasley Designs of the Year exhibition. The new Aurora Boris steak concept is homegrown meat using a combination of, get this, human skin cells taken painlessly from your buttocks and blood serum. The result is meat that has the look, the feel, and presumably taste of real human flesh. But it's grown rather than taken from a living creature. So, 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 technically, I guess it's not cannibalism. Would you eat this yourself, the article asks? If this sounds a little bit creepy, well, that's sort of the point. The research team wants to highlight not just the fact that lab-grown meat is a slowly growing industry, but also point out that it doesn't involve the problem of animal harm. Lab-grown meat is indeed a thing, but as noted, it still requires blood serum. For the human meat in the exhibit, it was grown using expired donated blood. But companies hoping to cash in on a supposedly guilt-free lab-grown meat use what is known as fetal bovine serum, which is harvested from unborn calves when the mother is killed. The mother, of course, is then butchered and becomes part of the traditional meat industry while the unborn calf dies. Its blood serum is used to create lab-grown meat, which kind of defeats the entire point if you really think about it. Requiring that an animal dies for the meat to be produced negates and... You know, of course, negates the warm and cozy feelings that you might have for choosing lab meat over regular meat. So the question that is posed by scientists and other professionals in the meat industry, how badly do you want to save the lives of animals? Are you willing to eat meat that is effectively your own, grown from your own blood serum, in order to avoid the death of animals while still satisfying your craving for a steak? It is worth noting that the lab-grown meat industry has not advanced to the point that this meat is available for purchase by consumers. Not yet. However, the industry is growing very rapidly, and it may show up for sale before long. In the meantime, we'll have to grapple with our own feelings about the lives of animals, or perhaps accept the fact that we can just eat ourselves if we're hungry. Creepy! I probably shouldn't have done this story around Thanksgiving, but I thought it was fascinating, and it, it brings up some sort of... Of course, moral and ethical issues and something we're going to have to face in the future. The lab-grown meat industry, it's growing, as they say. Uh, therefore, A, would you feel comfortable eating lab-grown meat? You know, I know some people don't even feel comfortable eating fruits and vegetables that aren't uh, naturally grown. Uh, 
and I guess the other question is, would you eat meat that was grown from human blood serum, even if it tastes exactly like steak? Wow, these are questions that maybe not our generation is going to have to face, but future generations for sure. Call the show. What do you think of this? 646-450-2012. Would you eat your own meat? A sex doll on a school playground. An investigation is launched. Victorian education officials are investigating after primary school children saw teachers and older students with an inflatable sex doll during a regional school's muck-up day celebrations. I'm not sure what muck-up day is. I'm going to guess it's like, uh, I don't know, screw-around day, like fun day, like don't take school seriously sort of day. I mean, whatever it is, it opens the door for what seemed to be an acceptance of a sex doll right on the school grounds. Is it silly day? Let's get silly. Play pranks day. I don't know. We don't have muck up day at school in the U.S. as far as I know. I would think I would like to have muck up day because, I mean, if you can bring a sex doll to school on muck up day, just imagine what else you could do. The Department of Education and Training appointed a law firm to investigate this. It's the end of year celebration for 12 students at a place called Malakuta College. It's about 600 kilometers east of Melbourne, Australia. The town was actually known for the apocalyptic fire images during last summer's bushfire season, which were broadcast across the world. In fact, many town residents here are still struggling to recover. Well, then maybe they need a sex doll in their lives to cheer them up. They're still recovering from the fire. Maybe their other sex dolls and sex robots were burned up in that fire. At this school's muck-up day, it is alleged a student brought the female sex doll to the school. The school has primary and secondary students aged from 5 to 18 years old. Oh boy, how many 5-year-olds saw this sex doll? That's a problem. The media says several teachers, including the principal, were seen by many primary school students as young as 5 with the sex doll during the school's 55-minute lunch break. Sources... (laughs) Sources say the principal was eating peanut butter off the sex doll's uh, nether regions. No, I'm kidding. That did not... It doesn't say that. Um, But then again, who knows? Who knows? It's muck-up day. Anything could go down. Sources say the blow-up female doll had visible genitals. Well, yeah, it's a sex doll. And it was tied to a pole during lunch break. And and it had water and ice thrown at it while it was tied to the pole. The media said students and at least one teacher rode on top of the sex doll down a children's slide and even a female name was given to the doll to give it character. Jeez. They brought it down a slide. <laughs> a picture of the school principal, Mr. Tim Cashmore, standing with the doll and with some young primary school children standing nearby was posted on social media, but was later taken down. A parent who does not want to be named told the media that their young child had described the naked female doll to them in detail, saying the doll had, quote, a lot of holes. And lipstick (laughs) on the poor kid. Could you describe the doll? Uh, Yeah, a lot of holes. (laughs) It wasn't like any doll I'd ever seen before. I seen a naked Barbie doll once and there was nothing down there, you know, down there. It was no no genitalia. It was just a smooth. It was smooth and pink. Uh, What I saw was a lot of holes and lipstick. That particular parent said that they were, quote, aghast and disgusted by the use of the sex doll in front of young children. Another parent said the primary school child 
told the teacher, their primary school child, told the teacher on the day that they needed to put clothes on the doll before the prep students saw it. And that's the end of the article. No, there's more. Oh, it was a picture of this Cashman, Cashmore guy. Wow, he looks, yeah, he looks like he'd enjoy sex dolls. He doesn't look like he gets a lot of sex himself. This is why I'm wondering. He looks like the kind of guy that has to pay for it or get a robot. Students' parents were alerted to the muck-up day's activities five days later. What are these muck-up day activities? Is there a calendar for this? Do they give you like a whole day of the activities? Well, from noon to one, there's going to be make your own ice cream sundae. And from one to three, there's going to be get a lap dance by an inanimate sex doll with a lot of holes. You're going to love it. Tell your parents. Uh, Dress appropriately. Bring some ones for the sex doll. Okay, it says uh, a letter was signed by both the principal, Mr. Cashmore, and the school council president, uh, Mr. Morris. So they let everybody know. They obviously didn't let them know about the sex doll. It is understood that overall the department received at least 15 complaints from unhappy parents demanding some answers on this sex doll extravaganza. Overall, parents, many of the students were appalled at the behavior of the teachers who failed to stop the students from handling the doll and participating in the activities. But one teacher said she doesn't blame the year 12 students who are in the middle of final exams and have been through a tough year after the bushfires destroyed more than 100 houses in the small town. Okay. I don't think that gives permission for these kids to bring a sex doll to school. I don't know. I don't know what you think getting over bushfires is, uh, but I don't think this is getting over bushfires, <laughs> bringing a sex doll to school. Like riding it down a slide, teacher. I mean, what else is permissible for these kids to get over a bushfire? Well, you know, they brought a pig into the center of the schoolyard and slaughtered it and rubbed the blood all over themselves and ran around hooting and hollering. But, you know, they've been through a bushfire. It's been a tough year. They're in the middle of finals. You know, I let them shoot off some guns in the middle of class. They're in the middle of finals. Let them get the stress out. (laughs) Yay! Baby, I'll be... Sitting in a closet and recording weird news for you. Hey, everybody. It's Jonesy. I got some nice emails and some reviews over the weekend. I'd like to read them to you. I hope you're still with me. It's not the end of the episode quite yet. (laughs) It's the long-ass outro that you can't stand. (laughs) Just bear with me. Lily, Lily Rotaring. Uh, sent me a nice email. Jonesy, I loved your Tom Petty impression and singing. So spot on. Oh, thank you so much, Lily. Tom Petty, as you know, Jonesy is a Florida native, so it would be amazing if you did a Florida Friday episode in his voice or inserted his lyrics. You're So Bad is my favorite Tom Petty song. He's one of the best. Gone too soon. Another rocker lost to drugs, unfortunately. Stick to weed, man. Oh, man, I agree. Tom Petty, gone too soon. You know, we've lost a few that are I really love in the past few years to drugs, like Prince, Tom Petty, and Chris Cornell. I just love all of those guys. Um, so sad. So sad. She said, anyways, Jonesy, this week's episodes were great. So many laugh out loud moments. And uh, she says, I want to say thank you for helping keep me sane during the shit show that is 2020. I listen to you every day at the end of my work from home day before I begin my night job of mothering, cooking, and cleaning. Wow, Lily, sounds like you're very busy. I'm surprised you have time at all for Weird AF News or even to write me this email. I'm so grateful. She says, keep your mask on, keep your chin up, the caffeine flowing, uh, all the blessings, and enjoy your life, man. Cheers. I'm American. (laughs) Lily Rotaring. Cheers. I'm American. Yeah, I guess Americans can say cheers. It's pretty cool. Let's all start just saying cheers if you're American, okay? Let's, Let's just confuse everybody. Let's do it like that. Thank you so much, Lily. You guys can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, anytime, anytime. 
Uh, I got a podcast review from the Philippines that I'd like to read. Uh, this is from Blind Marcos from the Philippines. Uh, Blind Marcos gave me five stars and wrote, Hello, Jonesy. I originally began listening to your podcast through my Google Home mini smart speaker. Now I listen on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Echo smart speaker. Wow, Blind Marcos. You got so many devices over there. How do you keep track, man? I can barely handle one. Uh, Marcos says, I was born in Boston. Hey, a Bostonian. Oh, after my own hat. Nice, nice. What are you doing in the Philippines, dude? Marcos from Boston. Uh, I was recently born in Boston. Oh, I'm sorry. I was born in Boston, grew up mostly in Seattle, some in Chicago, have lived in Anchorage and San Francisco, but not all at the same time. Yeah, of course. Great great humor. Keep it up. I hope my vision returns soon. Look at this guy, Marcos, man. Just like, I hope my vision returns soon. What a... What an attitude, man. I wish, I wish I had your outlook on life, Marcos. I really do. You're, I mean, if I, if I was without my vision, I would be so, um, I would be so sad all the time. I'd be, uh, you know, I would be, I feel sorry for myself. And here you are saying, I hope my vision returns soon. You, I mean, you're, it's just amazing, man. I hope your vision returns soon as well, bro. I totally do. Um, I think that's amazing that you, you know, you, you have a, a, a positive outlook despite, Everything you're going through. I mean, it's hard enough going through a pandemic. Can you imagine also being blind during a pandemic? I mean, it's unbelievable, man. You can't even see who has a mask and who doesn't. Oh, that would freak me. Oh, freak me out to no end to not know who has a mask. I, I mean, you know, when I when I walk into a place, I like to look around and pick my spot. I'm like, oh, those idiots over there, not going over there. That kind of shit. Blind Marcos, much love. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your listenership. A big shout out to you, my man. And I hope your vision comes back as well. Um, I will say a prayer for you, my friend, in the way that I do. Um, yeah, I mean, I do sometimes pray, but not your, not the typical way that people pray. I pray in my own way. And, and you know what? I implore everyone to pray in your own way. It feels good to ask the universe for things. Ask the universe for help. Tell the universe you feel like shit and ask for a little support. It's, it's not a problem. You don't have to give a name to it. You can just close your eyes, man, and just ask, ask for, ask to be soothed, and ask for your, ask for your friends and loved ones to be helped, and ask the universe to care for the people that you care for, and even yourself. So yeah, feel free to do that. Oh, I'm getting emotional here. Huh, I uh, okay. I got a review from uh, Charlene. She left me a nice review on podcast. Republic, which is another place you can leave reviews. I didn't know that. Podcast Republic. She gave me five stars. She wrote, Jonesy is awesome. I absolutely love this podcast. If you haven't lost your hee-hees and ha-has and you are looking to listen to something different, try this one. Some of the stories he reads seem too crazy to be real, but they are hilarious. Florida Friday is my fave, and Jonesy just keeps singing. I will try. I will try to keep singing. It is hard to keep singing during a pandemic. It's hard to stay cheery and jolly but i'm i'm doing the best doing the best that i can here uh one more review this one's on amazon from someone named roge r-o-d-g-e roge gave me five stars and wrote never fails to brighten your day if i was to choose only one flash briefing to keep and we're only limited to one well this is an easy choice and that's it that's the review short to the point just, you know, let everybody know what you think. Thank you, Roach. That's a great, great review. I mean, you didn't embellish it. You just you just tell it like it is. And I so appreciate you taking the time to do that. I really do. The five stars is always appreciated as well. Thank you, Roach. I'm glad that you discovered me. And uh, keep listening to the flash briefings. Shout out to Roach. Shout out to everybody that listens on smart speakers. 
um, as well. I, I mean, I think I have a, a, a nice size audience that listens on smart speakers, and that's cool. And uh, so I'll, I'll keep you company in your home and uh, you and your family, whoever. Uh, we have a holiday week, but I'll be putting out Weird AF News daily, so don't worry about that. Okay, I, this outro went way too long. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to tell you what else to do. I'm just going to leave it at that. Check out weirdafnews.com. And now, some calls from the angry Florida man. Uh, Dr. Jonesy, uh, this is the uh, angry Florida man. I'm not necessarily angry at this person per se. He sounds a lot like a guy that would be in a DUI situation, knock over a telephone pole and try to claim the scrap metal, you know, tie it to the roof of his Toyota Corolla and make off like a bandit in the night. He also sounds like the type of guy that may go door to door and steal your storm windows off your house, disperse the glass in the front yard and make off with the aluminum. But I am not one to judge and I I am not one to tell him how he should run his life or ruin it, whatever you want to say. So all I got to say about all this is, is that I've been drinking. All right, man, I ain't going to be, I ain't going to be lying to you right now. I've been drinking again and yeah, maybe we should just leave it at that. You know, maybe, maybe I should not pass judgment on those who are in which they are. All right, now, Jones, this one's about uh, uh, Mr. Jimmy Arvin. Now, I heard you say. I heard you say that he was he was he was hopped up on all the LSDs, you know, all of them, all the L, the S, and the D. And he was at the uh, uh, Florida uh, Wild, the fishing game uh, reserve that they have that they call the 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 oh shit, man, what do they call it? I don't know, Wild Kingdom, something like that. And he got a little wild. <coughs> Sorry, got a little out of control there. <coughs> Anyway, he got a little wild, he got a little out of control, and he, he put he put the security guard at the door in a full Nelson. I mean, maybe you should have just used a half Nelson. Maybe you should use a three-quarter Nelson, but never, never use a full Nelson, Jimmy Arvin. And if you are on LSD especially, maybe, maybe you should just stay home and watch Avatar. Okay, now, Jonesy, this one goes up to one Ernie McKnight the third, 36 years old, from Lake Wales, Florida, I guess. I don't know. I ain't never heard of this place, but all I gotta tell you is the next time you're out with an eight-year-old and you think you're gonna burglarize people, just take that eight-year-old out for not a McKnight the Third type activity, but more of like a McDonald's, you stupid bastard. Just get him an eight-piece for an eight-year-old and send him on his way. Because life is a highway, and I don't want to ride it all night long, Mr. Ernie McKnight. Oh, damn it, I don't even know if this makes any sense.